Welcome to Special Programming, produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa. In this course, SCI 3101, the Public Communication of Science, undergraduate science students learn skills related to communicating their knowledge to non-specialist audiences in the general public. That's us. As one of their assignments, they are tasked in pairs or alone to produce a five to eight minute podcast on any scientific topic of their choice. Using any approach of their choosing, the students were to produce a short media clip that would be informative, accessible, and interesting to an audience from the general public. In this series, we have stories, interviews, and conversations that range from COVID vaccines to black holes in the universe. into Audacity, the podcast where we have the audacity to ask the hard questions. Today we have our hosts, Crazy Claire and Snappy Sanaz, looking to dive into something close to our hearts. To get us started, I'm going to ask Sanaz a quick question that you may or may not have heard her mention before. You've mentioned that you're not from Canada, are you, Sanaz? Actually, I don't know if you know this, but I'm not really from here. I moved to Canada four years ago for uni, and I can even remember that that first 8.30 class that we had, that Gen Chem class, I was still very much jet lagged. (laughs) Wow, I had no idea. Thank you for sharing that experience. That's something that I didn't have, so it's really unique, and I love it. The University of Ottawa admits students from over 150 countries to our campuses, and international students make up a significant portion of our faculties and students. So you're saying that international students are mostly like domestic students, but what is something that you think might differ between these student populations? Access to mental health resources for all of you Ottawa students is not the best. We can all admit that. But I've heard student, uh, I've, heard, I've heard stories of students waiting in line for months to get an appointment And this situation is even tougher for international students because it's only the university resources that are free to them and everything else they would have to pay because their insurance wouldn't cover it. They would have, if if they were to pay for that and to pay the international fees, it's really costly for, for those international students. However, the domestic students, they also have external resources outside of the campus to which they can at least stand in line for not saying those are better or good in any way but um they can at least stand in line in more than one place whereas international students this is all they have and primarily with in light of the pandemic i really got to see that students are getting stuck at home students are not able to come to campus and then on top of that they're not able to, they attend their classes in a different time zone and they can't access mental health resources because they have to wait months to get an appointment or they have to wait in line with all the other students that have at least one other resource. Well, that's it then. We must get to the bottom of how international students are welcomed on campus and the particular mental health resources for this demographic. So... That brings us to our first guest, which is Don Kevin from the International House. We are so, so happy to have you join us on our radio show, Audacity. Thank you. The pleasure is mine, Anytime. 
so if I can jump in, if I'm not doing any mistake, when it comes to the challenges an international student would face whenever he reach campus or Canada on a general basis, uh, first thing first, there is the, let's say, the credit acknowledgement for some of them. And even if it's tied to the high school, they do have some classes they have done that are actually uh, taken here, but based on the IF, uh, international financial rights standard, for example, for economic and financial class, they are supposed to get those credit acknowledged when they are coming here. So it's just, uh, but some of them have to start from the beginning, even if it's the same content when it comes to international finance, uh, financial rights standards and classes that we uh, fall into biomed, but let's say, we, no, not biomed because it's kind of special, but anything else, uh, which is acknowledged on an international base, they won't get it. So when they are supposed to just continue, they have to deal with the stress to start again that classes they have already done. Um, in terms of integration, they will have the issue when they have, for example, when they are looking for a place to stay. If they don't know anyone, they don't they they don't know who they can relate to, and they don't have um, resources, especially when they are just arriving in the country. So they don't know what resources they can actually access. It's already an, a stress addition, an additional stress for them. Those two will, in a certain way, impact their mental health at the beginning of their the journey in Canada. You will also have um, academic exigent, um, no performance in a certain way. Uh, when it comes to plagiarism, for example, some may not have the same uh, academic um, essay or things like that. They may have this type of issue. They will just keep it like that and it's creating another trouble. You will also have the big one, distance and family absence. Um, Far from home, you don't know anyone. Uh, if you don't have at least a peer you can link to, it's the beginning of the issue because you'll have to face loneliness alone. And based on the time zone, if you can't even get a call with your family, it's already a burden. It also draw the, let's say, financial issue that might impact the uh, mental health. Let's say it's something it's related to the heart. And then I need to, to wear an holster. Um, if it's a newcomer who's not working right now and needs to, to wear a holster, um, for something like four to five days, it will cost 900 bucks. Oh my goodness. Yes. But when you will go to the, to the medic and show your UHIP insurance card, the first thing they will say if we don't know it, we don't know if you are actually covered. So international student will have to pay for the service first, but do he have, uh, does he have the 900 bucks to pay for the service right now? Wow. So it sounds like they have to put up the money up front before they even get taken care exactly. of? <gasps> exactly. And uh, to go even further, they will have to wait a certain period to get their reimbursement. Oh, I'm sure it's a really big transition. Um, do you have anything to add, Sanaz? Uh, yeah, no, I was just going to agree with you and, and um, apologize for what happened to your brother. And, oh, uh, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it, I completely agree. It's, uh, it's, it's difficult. And 
with the amount that these students are contributing to the university, to the economy, and altogether, it would like it, it's just sad to to hear stories like this. So I, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't realize that there were so many students facing these particular issues, both financial, um, and then you brought up mental as well as physical health. Um, so in light of this information, what are some of the resources that are available for international students? And definitely when it comes to campus, we do have the, the counselors, tutors. We also have the international office who is actually doing a lot of work and uh, bringing a lot of support to international students. Um, you will also have the so international house when whatever the issue is, they can just come to the office, send a text or even send a mail. We will do everything we can to to fix the issue, even if it's not falling into our mandate. We can always see with other services how we can collaborate to to solve the issue. Um, you also have the P Health Center when it comes to mental health, who is the a big pillar for them. When it comes, for example, to food security, uh, we we have the food bank. And a few few months ago, we had a collaboration where we're actually delivering uh, during the pandemic and the the confinement uh, groceries and food basket to students, so at least they can they could have food. So to my understanding, too, they can come to International House, and then you help to um, direct them in the right direction um, if they're yeah. looking for something particular. Uh, that's great. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. Our university is on top of that and the international office is helping us out that much. And um, you mentioned the Peer Mental Health Center. So in addition to that and uh, the university, do you believe that there are sufficient mental health resources that are available to international students? There is definitely resources available. Um, is it enough have counselors, but uh, if people can't access the service, um, it's already an issue. So even if we have, let's say, plenty of resources for international students, it's not effective in the sense that they can't access it. So um, that would be the first point. And that, on the other hand, are they available? Because like Sanas pointed the, that issue, uh, even if the resources present for them, uh, will they be able to access it when they need it, at the time they need it? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you for your time today, Don Kevin. It was our pleasure to have you on the Audacity podcast. Um, we hope you had a great time. We had a great time. So thank you so much and thank have you. a great rest of your day. Thank you. You as well and enjoy your weekend. Thank you. It was lovely meeting you. Yes, have a great weekend. Happy Friday. <laughs> You just heard one episode in a series of podcasts produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa.